I'm Chief Cheryl Victorian. This is Waco PD on the beat. Whether it's crime or just getting to know the Waco Police Department, we're here to talk about things that matter most to you. Hello, Waco, and welcome to On the Beat. I'm Officer A.J. Smith, the Crime Stoppers Coordinator for McLennan County. And I'm Sierra Shipley, the Public Information Officer for the Waco Police Department. Uh, we've got a pretty important episode. Uh, any of you guys who maybe have been thinking about becoming a police officer, you might want to listen up for the next few minutes. We've got Sergeant Chris Nall here, who is in charge of recruitment. Yes, ma'am. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me here. Appreciate it. So, um, recruitment, it's about to begin. Yes, ma'am. Uh, we just got approved for 12 positions through a federal grant, uh, so we do increase our total staffing numbers by 12 officers. Uh, it is going to take a considerable amount of time to staff those positions. Uh, we can't just go out and hire 12 folks and put them to work. Right. Wouldn't that be great to just say, you want to be a police officer? Great. You work tomorrow. It would be a much less of a challenge <laughs> that way. Uh, yeah, they would probably love that. Right, right. Well, before Control we get in, and... yeah, yeah. Before we get into all the uh, recruitment and the process of all that, talk a little bit about your um, uh, career here at Waco PD. So I've been with the Waco Police Department uh, just at 10 years. Uh, prior to working here, I have worked for two other agencies. I've got a total of 16 years of law enforcement experience, uh, actually uh, 16 years on the dot uh, coming up tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> thank you. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, my career has primarily been based in patrol. Uh, I spent uh, the vast, vast majority of my uh, time as a police officer, uh, as a patrol officer, as a patrol sergeant. I've uh, been involved with field training uh, my entire career, uh, and I recently transitioned over to this position about eight months ago. Okay, and so why did you want to transition into recruitment? So uh, the... Uh, Transfer and promotion process at the police department is pretty competitive. And so anytime a position does come available, there's always going to be a handful of people who are all putting in and fighting for the same stuff. So most officers will have kind of an area of focus. Uh, one of my areas of focus, quite honestly, had never been recruiting until that position came available. Uh, whenever that position came up, I, I looked into it. I uh, spoke with the outgoing sergeant uh, who had promoted to commander at that time, which is why the position was being vacated. Uh, spoke with the recruiter uh, and background investigator who actually recruited me about 10 years oh, earlier okay. uh, and Full did circle. my background investigation and uh, visit with everybody over in that unit. And it, it seemed like a vitally important place uh, to, to be the gatekeeper of you know, our staffing of, of law enforcement. Uh, but it also uh, seemed like a significant amount of fun. Uh, and, it, and it has been up to this point. I've really enjoyed this, this aspect of my career. Well, that's awesome. That always makes work a lot easier and better to show up every day if you're having fun. Oh, yeah. Especially when you enjoy it. So explain the process for recruitment. I'm sure not a lot of people realize that it takes about a year before that officer's by themselves. Yeah, it's a very long process uh, from time of application to the time you're actually on the street as a standalone officer is anywhere from a year to a year and a half. Uh, the recruitment process begins uh, whenever we accept applications. Being a civil service agency, we don't accept applications year-round. Uh, we have very specific windows, and those windows are for 
the timing of the background investigation. Uh, the information packet that you will turn in as a recruit uh, or as an applicant, I'm sorry, uh, will be a full personal history statement, uh, psychological report, polygraph questionnaire, and you know, half a dozen references everywhere you've ever worked, your driving history, your blood type, mm-hmm. every, everything. everything. It's a very <laughs> extensive background investigation process. Um, once that background investigation is completed uh, and you transition to the academy, if you're a certified peace officer, you'll just go into field training as a fast track officer. Uh, if you're not certified, we will hire you as a recruit. Uh, we'll pay for you to go to the academy. We'll pay for the academy. We'll pay for all your equipment while you're there. Uh, it takes about four, four and a half months uh, to get through the academy, and then you'll transition over to field training. Uh, field training will be doubled up with a patrol officer, uh, a seasoned veteran officer, uh, and you'll have the opportunity to have on-the-job training for, again, between four to five months. Uh, and then at that point, once you've graduated the academy, graduated through the field training program, then you'll be uh, uh, assigned to your duty station as a standalone officer. Dang. That's that's a lot of work. <laughs> that is a lot of work. And I thought my process was extensive. I'm only a civilian. <laughs> and, and my application process was was uh, took a little longer. Um, so I was just thinking some of the background stuff that you talked about. I know having talked to you guys and talked to some people that have gone through the process recently, that can be a scary process. So maybe let's talk about that and make it a little less frightening because it's really it's not that bad. I mean... No, it's really not. It sounds and worse than it is. It, it really does. And so the background process, it, it is intense, uh, but you know, if, if, if you think of it as a test, it's the easiest test you're ever going to take because you are the answers. You know, you, you know exactly everything that's been involved in your past, uh, but there's such a significant level of responsibility um, that is incumbent to all police officers that that background process um, really has to validate and verify all the information that you are providing. Uh, the Texas Commission on Law Enforcement, who oversees peace officer licenses in the state of Texas, they've got a very strict set of parameters. They set the age. Uh, they set prior criminal history requirements. Uh, if you've been convicted of a felony offense or a family violence offense, you cannot hold a peace officer license in the state of Texas. So while I, while I trust all of the incoming candidates to provide accurate and detailed information, I do verify all of that information down to the letter. And we'll find it. So. <laughs> That's for sure. And to me, the big takeaway or the important part was just be truthful. Mm -hmm. Like if you've Mm -hmm. done something, put it in the packet because they're going to ask you questions about it. And if your heart rate starts going up or however the polygraph works, um, it's going to look like you're lying if... Even if it's just something small. Yeah, I mean. and I think that's the big thing that deters a lot of people is, oh, mm-hmm. I have to take a polygraph? Oh, that's going to get me. And even I had to take a polygraph as a civilian. I had I, I thought I knew what a polygraph was, but then after doing it, I said, this is nothing Nothing like what they no. show on TV. Everybody thinks they know what a polygraph is. And, and quite honestly, before I got into this position, I, I've taken a polygraph in, in every police career or every police job I've ever had. I don't like them. Uh, nobody really likes right, to sit fun. there. They're not fun. You have to sit there and Absolutely. barely not move. <laughs> but the polygraph itself is a phenomenal tool whenever it's used appropriately. And there's such a significant amount of misinformation and misunderstanding about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, we outsource our... Uh, polygraph operators uh, to a private entity, uh, the two polygraph operators that we use 
are uh, both have 30, 40 years worth of experience. They're, they're extremely qualified and they're very good at that job. Uh, whenever they explain all of this to you, they'll use a whole lot of sciencey words, um, but I'm not that guy. What, what I will tell you is that with regards to that polygraph, whenever somebody is being intentionally deceptive, there are certain physiological responses that cannot be avoided. Uh, if you are actively and intentionally trying to obscure some bit of information, something, oh, your your heart rate, your blood pressure, your medulla oblongata, I don't know, <laughs> something twitches, right. and that twitch is what is observed and addressed yeah. by the uh, polygraph operator. Right. Um, it's it's not trick questions. There's, there's not anything that we're going to throw out of left field at you. Uh, whenever you apply for the police department, we give you this questionnaire. We tell you the importance of honesty. Um, we ask you a set of questions and you answer those questions. Simple as that. Now we're not, again, not out to trick you. There's no trick questions. There's, there's no uh, double negatives in there. It's just, you provide the information and we're asking how accurate it is. And it's all about that integrity and Mm -hmm. honesty too, because I'm, it lets, you know, smoked weed before in the past. That doesn't necessarily mean you can't be a cop today. That is correct. So uh, I think it's all about just being honest and upfront. And I, that, I don't think that's what people realize. Yeah. That, that was the hardest part of the polygraph for me was I'm going in there. I'm thinking, OK, this position requires nothing but integrity from me and honesty from me. And I'm going to be truthful with everything I tell this polygraph operator. Well, I assume you had the same one and you had the same one. There are those baseline questions where the operator tells you, OK, on these questions that are snowball questions about this is a, a right. blue screen behind us. You're supposed to say no. Mm-hmm. I almost failed the polygraph because I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to be completely honest. I'm going to tell him the truth. And he's like, this pen is yellow. And it was a blue pen. I'm like, no. Mr. Smith, I need you to tell me the correct answer that I'm looking for so I can establish a baseline of when you're lying. Okay. This is a black pen. And it was a blue pen still. N- yes. <laughs> like, it was so difficult, but that was the hardest part because the rest of it, like you said, is just this is your background packet, and these are things I'm asking you about the background packet. Yeah, and so. and you can overfocus on things, and you can you can you know hurt yourself in your confusion, if you will. Yep. Uh, but, and the thing is, you've provided that information. Yeah. It is it is imperative that is mm-hmm. accurate, and uh, you know if you expect to be a Waco police officer, then understand that we're going to hold you to a very high level of integrity, honesty, and trustworthiness. Yeah. Yeah. The Waco Police Department is currently looking for those to join our dispatch team as 911 call takers. Being a dispatch operator means being the first to answer the call for help. As a dispatcher, your job is to answer emergency and non-emergency calls for police, fire, and emergency medical assistance. When you work as a dispatcher for Waco PD, you're helping not only your Waco community, but the entire county. To apply, you can visit the City of Waco website. We can't wait for you to be a part of the Waco PD team. And so why is, why is the, it seems like a silly question, but why is the process so extensive? Why is it so long? Just because of the amount of responsibility that police officers have. You know, if we want to look at it from a fiscal route, those 12 officers that we are actively bringing on board right now, every single one of those officers is going to cost our department approximately $120,000 from the time we receive their application to the time they're on the street out on their own. And we have to make sure that that investment is sound. And not only from a fiscal responsibility, uh, this is my police department. 
You know, the city of Waco is my my town. Uh, I have an obligation uh, to myself as well as the citizens and the department itself to make sure the quality of police officer that serves these citizens is the quality that those citizens deserve. Um, it's it's you know kind of the reality that not every single person who wants to be a police officer has the capability of becoming a police officer. And again, while uh, I would love to offer employment to each and every person who walks through that door, uh, I have to hold them to a very, very high standard. And that standard takes time. Yeah, and something that started well before my time at this department, I mean, our community loves and supports us. And that support is just incredible to have. If your process starts cutting corners, then we're going to have someone that could potentially just ruin that, that trust. Is, in that an is instant. correct. And you know, I'm not from Waco. I wasn't born in this area. And so I'm a transplant as well. And what you say about the citizens of Waco and the police department and, and really the infrastructure of the city itself, there's a very healthy working relationship. And that working relationship was not an accident. A yes. lot of people have put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into making this entity what it is. And I'm certainly not going to be the one who lets it fall apart on my watch. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's talk about uh, how people can apply. If they want to apply, where should they go? What should uh, they do? First thing, if you are thinking about a career in law enforcement, the one thing I would suggest you do is talk to somebody personally about it. Uh, find somebody who is involved with that agency, uh, who's familiar with that agency and uh, that demographic with the city and everything. Uh, any other officer, uh, any recruiter, anybody is going to be able to provide a lot of intrinsic information that you just can't find on a website. Um, that being said, online research is absolutely vital. Um, you know, you'll find the base pay, you'll find the benefits pages, you'll find all of the retirement because, again, I love this job. I wouldn't do it if it, they didn't send me a paycheck every couple of weeks. <laughs> um, look into all of those things in totality. Uh, whenever you are looking at uh, the city website, the police department website, or specifically, it'll show those, those times of application. Um, we... Uh, most recently had an application event that was ran from June 1st all the way till August 31st, August 31st. So uh, there's a wide time frame of whenever we are receiving those applications. Um, our particular department, uh, we do offer orientation courses uh, that you can find on our website and the city's website uh, linked together. Uh, we've got agility course orientations. We've got a tremendous amount of information out there so that if you are thinking about a career, make sure you know exactly what you're getting into uh, before you drop all of that paper. Yeah. That, that is very true. What would you say, now we've talked about the polygraph and it kind of deters people. Besides the polygraph, what would you say is maybe the hardest part about the, the test? The biggest hurdle as far as the written test is concerned, the application process in and of itself, the, the biggest factor is timing. Um, as we've mentioned earlier, uh, we were all... We all lived lives before we were the police. You know, we understand that not every decision everybody has ever made has been a good one. The fact uh, or the, the main contributing factor to that is when did that occur? Um, if we have somebody who uh, has consumed marijuana at some point in their life, I'm fine with that. If they consumed marijuana within the last week or on their drive up to drop off the paperwork, that is the issue. That is a little different, so, yes. So, uh, the timing of it, because again, T. Cole tells us who we can hire, uh, all of the fundamental stuff, criminal records, 
basic qualifications, those are fine. There are certain um, temporary or permanent disqualifiers that um, they just exist. Now, I'll use myself as an example. Whenever I first applied uh, for a police job in my hometown, I was right out of high school, and uh, my driving record was bad, uh, <laughs> just simply put. And so I was uh, I was rejected the first time I applied uh, because of my hazardous driving <laughs> history. Uh, from the time that I applied uh, that time, I, I gave it a year, and of course, a year through appropriate driving. Uh, uh, the earlier phases of my driving career uh, had extended out a little bit, so I was eligible for employment the next go round. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. One thing I'll, I'll tell people is that time and distance from the disqualifying event is what is going to be your best bet. So if you made some mistakes at one point in your life, show that you have transitioned into better judgment and better decision-making and that you've grown as a person. If you've made some mistakes within the last year or so, give it another year uh, of appropriate decision-making before you'll be eligible. Absolutely. Those recruiting preparation events you kind of hinted at the agility preparation i know that's something you guys just started and mm-hmm. it seemed like was very successful for it was a very successful program and um you know, we we do have fitness standards uh being a police officer is a physically demanding job and so we do have those fitness standards as a part of it however uh, one of the one of the tasks that we have we use an agility course uh that is mapped out and similar to the daily tasks of a police officer um but when's the last time you hopped a six-foot fence in well duress? like i could tell you when i did it last yeah. it and, the, just, and that was, was yeah. the orientation <laughs> yes, of it yeah, prior to that, the agility part she's yeah. trying to be a police officer prior to that you know there's not a lot of people who will hop over a fence under duress you know there's not a whole lot of people who don't really have that we we've all got the mechanical understanding of of how to do it but when you factor in the time frame uh and oh, everything else that goes into it it's always better to be prepared. Um, so at those orientation events, uh, we, we do schedule uh, two of them. Uh, one of them is internal and we'll tell you what we're actually looking for on that application, how to physically fill it out. Because it is kind of a daunting task whenever I hand you 250 pages uh, and say, fill this out by tomorrow, it's tough. The agility course itself will go out and show you the actual mechanics of how to do it. We'll give you an opportunity to run through that course uh, in in the allotted time frame. And we generally set those uh, within six to eight weeks of when the actual civil service test is. So that if you go out and you, you know, identify a particular deficiency, then you've got some time to work on that. Uh, the main key factor is you know, I will give you every opportunity for success that exists. The only thing I ask is that you actually reach out and take that opportunity. Crime Stoppers is an organization which bridges the gap between law enforcement and the community so together we can solve crimes in our neighborhoods. Crime Stoppers encourages the community to assist in the fight against crime by overcoming the two key elements which inhibit community involvement, fear and apathy. Crime Stoppers allow citizens to anonymously submit tips. Tips can get you up to a $2,000 reward if it leads to an arrest or solves a crime. Tips can be submitted by calling 254-753-HELP, which is 4357, visiting WacoCrimestoppers.org or downloading the P3 app. Remember, tip submission is always anonymous and can lead to a reward of up to $2,000. Yeah, I mean, you don't know unless you try, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right, and then if you maybe don't make it through all the way, you can 
reevaluate and, mm-hmm. and come back when we have that open again. And do you guys require ride-alongs? I know that when I was going through, they asked why I hadn't been yeah, on more. We don't them. require them, uh, but we do suggest them heavily. Now, granted, the last uh, couple of years have yes. been difficult for ride-alongs. It has not been uh, available uh, pretty much anywhere to do an actual physical ride-along, uh, but we have opened up our ride-along program uh, last month, mm-hmm. and so we're, we're beginning to schedule more uh, and more ride-alongs. Yeah. Very good. I mean, that's firsthand experience right yeah. there to be yeah. in the car with the and officer. And it's, it's, it really is a good you know, baseline of what you're going to be doing every day. And we do have people who come in and tell us all of the time, you know, I want to be a police officer because I really think the neighborhood engagement team and the community-oriented policing and the relational policing, that all sounds like a lot of fun and I want to do all the fun stuff. I don't necessarily want to take all the calls for service and do, yes. you know, like the... I don't want to work traffic crashes and that kind of stuff. I want to do this. Well, the reality is law enforcement is not for you in that case. Uh, I am going to require that you be competent and capable of performing every task regarding that oath. I'm going to make you swear by the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And if you can't commit to every single one of those tasks, then there's probably career fields that are more suited to those needs or your needs, and that career field is probably not being a patrol cop. Right. And I mean, I would probably say ride with at least the evening and the midnight shift because you're for sure going to get one of well, those. Well, they're flat two. out more fun. Uh, <laughs> You'll see more. Yeah. Sorry, day You'll, shift. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Day shift is cool. Uh, everybody at, uh, aspires to, to make it to day shift with seniority at some point. But that's the, you know, that, yeah. that is the shift with the, with the easiest hours. Mm-hmm. And most, most convenient for family life. But, man, working the evening shift and midnight shift is just fun. Uh, that is That is where all the action occurs and you know i know i'm i'm a little bit uh you know uh biased on this because i spent so much time on patrol but patrol uh, is the backbone of an efficient and effective police agency uh, patrol is where everything starts and everything comes from and again i can't stress this enough it's the most fun that you're going to have <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so i definitely would suggest uh, a ride along uh, with a three to one or midnight shift officer. Yeah, definitely get that experience. See, like you're saying a minute ago, like get the feel for what you're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. See if that's truly for you. Yeah. Is there something that you want to tell people maybe looking to become an officer, maybe something, a, uh, uh, I can't think of the word for it, not a stigma or a, or a, a misinterpretation of what they might think policing or a patrol cop is and what's something you might want to clear up that like that's not usually how it goes well there's 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 so many uh of those misinterpretations uh what what i'll tell you is uh it's it's not what you see on tv it's not always that bad it's not real life is not an episode of one of those (laughs) yeah cops or life pd that's not how it how it actually works uh, it's not all glamorous and glorious every minute of every day, though. Uh, there is a happy medium. There is a balance. Um, I think what we lose scope of many times uh, is every single officer you encounter is a human being. You know, we all have lives to live outside of this, and we all have lives to live while we are in the midst of it. So whenever you don't see past the uniform or don't see past the badge, uh, you're, you're selling yourself short. 
on that. You know, we have good days, we have bad days. You know, there's parts of law enforcement that are pretty tragic. You know, there's parts of law enforcement that are so personally fulfilling that it more than outweighs all of the tragedy. Yes. Uh, and so it's it's just a very, very dynamic career, and it really is what you make out of it. Absolutely. How would you convince someone? Maybe they're on the fence. I don't know if I should do it. I don't know. Maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. What would you tell them? We're, we're, we're at a job fair. Yeah, we're at a job fair. <laughs> First thing I will say is, you know, come down to the personnel unit. Come down to the office. Chat with me about it. Uh, I'll show you the facility. I'll show you everything that we've got. And then do a ride along. And once you kind of have that, talk to somebody completely outside of that. Because I do have an objective. My objective is to you know, get applicants through that door get quality quality and qualified applicants through that door so i do have a bias on it i'll tell you the good stuff <laughs> right go find somebody just on a personal level go find a patrol officer been there about three to five years you know go find somebody who's a detective and been a detective for 15 or 25 years ask both of those people all of the questions that you asked me and then make your decision based on an amalgamation of all of the answers. Do you want to help solve crime in your neighborhood? Well, the Neighborhood Camera Initiative is something you might want to sign up for. Ring doorbells, nest cameras, and all the other camera security systems installed on homes and businesses that are facing public areas are tools that could help our officers solve very important crimes. By signing up your camera or cameras in the Neighborhood Camera Initiative, it allows our officers' knowledge to where these cameras are, and if a crime had happened, it could have possibly saw the incident in question. You can sign up your camera on the City of Waco website at wacopolice.com. <laughs> Pretty good response. That is, that is. They got to do a lot of homework then. A lot of homework. Not just something homework. that you'd wake up and decide, right? Exactly. Uh, and and one thing that I've stressed quite a bit is I do a tremendous amount of research into your background whenever I'm bringing you into this department. I fully expect and respect you doing that same amount of investigation into this career. Um whenever you come in here, you're going to spend 20 years of your life at a minimum if you want to get that that state TMRS retirement. Now you're going to spend a lot of time over here, so you can't love one aspect of it and hate another aspect. It's a totality of the circumstances. Uh, you've got to fit in with the culture of the department. You've got to fit in with the city itself. Uh, if you are only partially vested in it and only partially satisfied by it, then it's going to make it very, very tough whenever those, those difficult days come up. But if you you're if you're all in if you're full send if you will um then it, it makes that it makes that time go by a lot faster yeah so let's round out the episode here uh when does our application process start when can people start applying between january 1st and march 1st okay. and we're going to have a civil service test uh, in the middle of March. Uh, those dates have not been specifically assigned yet, so I'll hold off uh, on giving any particular days for the right. testing phase, uh, but we will be accepting applications from the beginning of the year and the first quarter. Uh, after that period, there will be another civil service test about six months later, sometime around September, and we'll be accepting applications corresponding two or three months prior to that. Right, so at any good. given moment, just pop on the website, take a look at it, and we'll we'll put links on Facebook, social media, everywhere we can just to kind of get the word out. Yeah, and you can also follow the social media accounts. Well, of course, we'll be posting, letting people know when those applications open, January 1, when that civil service test is actually scheduled mm -hmm. in, in, in March. And, uh, you know, we, we hope to see you guys out there because this really is a big family. I mean, this is a real great team. Yeah, yeah. I really I really enjoy it over here, and I, and I don't 
I don't say that lightly. Uh, one thing I mentioned is, you know, I'm not oh, really geared to be a recruiter up until the opportunity arose. And now I do feel like this is just a fun gig all, all around. Absolutely. Well, Sergeant Nall, thank you so much for joining us on Waco PD on the Beat. I'm Sierra Shipley, the Public Information Officer. And I'm Officer AJ Smith, the Crime Stoppers Coordinator for McLennan County. Have a good one, Waco. Till next time. Waco PD on the Beat, the heartbeat serving you.